You're listening to Rooster Teeth Podcast number 555. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. World's most Hello. dangerous predator. That's me. This is the Rooster Teeth Podcast this week, brought to you by 23andMe, Experian, and Honey. I'm Gus. I'm Gavin. I'm Luke. I'm Barbara. I'm Bertie. And I'm the most dangerous predator. So, Gus, we should introduce our special guest today. We have with us Mr. Luke Tipple, who is our marine biologist friend and shark expert. He is the person who kept at least Gavin alive during the immersion shark week. We haven't seen Michael. Michael's not we here. Don't, don't, don't miss him. Know. I promise I'll bring him back. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Lindsay so. seems a lot happier lately, so I don't know what's going on. It's weird. And we're going to be talking uh, about a few different things today on the podcast. As usual, one of the things we'll probably be talking about on a regular basis is... The episode of Immersion that we shot for Discovery Channel for Shark Week that Luke was a part of. Also, Marcus, we're going to do a post-show after the episode as well. This is kind of a rare one in that this will actually be kind of a spoilerish uh, post-show that we're going to have. Where we're going to talk about the episode and things that are on it with the cast of Immersion Shark Week. We just... We didn't want to wait until after the episode to do that stuff, but we also wanted to have Luke here the week that the that Shark Week is going on, so that we figured that was a good compromise. But be warned, and we talk about it in the post show as well, uh, that we are going to be giving some spoilers. Not for the, the main show, though. Main show, Not the main safe. show. You're main safe. show. We're going to talk in generalities, Stay. like talk. sharks. Sharks. What are they? <laughs> Where did they come from? <laughs> and what kind of shark is that? Oh, Eric built that thing. We have on the table there. It's like a crocodile dentist. I hate it. Game. But it's a shark it's called, version. It's called Snappy Shark. And he replaced the teeth at the top with actual thumbtacks. I don't know if you can see that. I was about to go in, in for shark. it, and then I just took a closer look and instantly noped out of there. You can, you can go for it. I'll play you. I would rather <laughs> doesn't seem not. like the most what kind, what kind of shark is that, Luke? game. <laughs> what kind of shark is uh, that? A, a bad idea shark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the rare breed. Uh, that seems like something you do in high school, right? It yeah. also, it also has a college drunk. A, no. uh, oh, look at that thing. Right before we were about to start the show, Bernie was challenged by Eric to play, and Bernie says, "No, nah, I'd rather not risk my life." Oh God, Gus, do it! Oh, you don't oh, get, oh I was hoping you got it. You don't want to get like HIV off it or something. <laughs> Did you think that would happen? You think it would? It's not a bunch of crack. Eric has been stabbed a couple times. Eric, they, have they, you been they, tested? Eric, for come play. They sanitized it. Yeah, you're playing. Oh, you gonna play? Gus is gonna play. Go. All right, well, you guys can play. Oh my God. Go. Well, well, yikes. Oh. <laughs> Oh, are you kidding me with the lights? <laughs> Did you work on that? Cody's <laughs> <laughs> all smiles over there. Cody's, the, Cody's behind the yeah, light smiling away. Is there a mark? <laughs> left a, left a, an imprint. Oh my god! Why would you, you want to do just that? Just the tiniest. Because we're on a podcast. It's entertaining. It's an audio podcast. This video. <laughs> <laughs> well, video, video most people ever. listen to that probably, right? These are just massive it, selfie cameras, yeah. right? It makes yeah. a great sound when yeah. uh, when it you didn't make any sound yourself. Yeah, now that you've heard the laugh, now can you identify the shark? <laughs> <laughs> now can we? Do sharks going? normally laugh? Are sharks <laughs> appreciative of comedy? You guys didn't learn anything in making the show. Did you? <laughs> this is actually for a different uh, week called Sharp Week. Nice. Mm. Um, that's good. First that's pretty good. Of no, no, no. That's 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 really good. It's on good. the Office like Supply it. Channel. But that's on. <laughs> but it seems like sharks in every televised fictional movie, they all make the same noise, which is this noise. Like they have that like that noise, that chomping noise. That's only a shark that makes it. But sharks it's, make literally no noise, right? I don't know what noise you're talking about. I, I don't know either. It's the noise that's in the backing track of every dumb movie you've yes. seen. Yes, <laughs> and I've seen a lot of up, dumb movies. There's always a menacing sound that's coming up. Then there's bleeding. Then there's that. 
growly, raw sound in the back. Right. I think it's actually, um, I've seen one where they've used the cheetah before, like the row, row, row sound. <laughs> but they just mute it and mess with it in posts. And yeah, it's. Put an underwater filter on it? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But it, I would imagine if you got attacked by a shark, like Michael did before. Rest in peace before he left us. Mm. Uh, you wouldn't even know, I would think, a lot of times. Because they can come at you from any direction, literally, if you're underwater. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, most people, do most people even know if they're going to get attacked by sharks? Or it's just like, what the hell just happened to me? Most of the time, people don't see them coming because mm -hmm. they're predators. If you can look them in the eye and, and force them to, to know that you, as potential prey, can see them, um, they generally won't keep coming at you. So um, they're shy. They're not shy, but they're very smart. So, you know, they're opportunistic. They'll go after something that's an easy prey. Um, if if you can see them, then generally they won't, you know, come after you. Um, particularly if you're not running away. If you're seeing them and you're staring them down and you're not running away, then they're like, oh, what's that? Maybe that's something that could be dangerous or could hurt me. But um, so to answer your question, most of the time people won't know they're being bit. And from talking to people who have been bit, it's like just an intense pressure, mm. um, usually not with any pain. Um, is it because they're in shock? Yeah, the body immediately just kind of filters out that, that holy crap, oh, this is really, yeah. really hurts type mm -hmm. feeling. And it's just an intense pressure and then the pain comes afterwards. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, and the I'm kind of curious about this. How did you go down this path? Like, were you always interested in sharks? Because you, <laughs> as far as I know, you're on several of these shows for Shark Week, right? I am, yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of long story short, grew up around the ocean, um, had sort of Jacques Cousteau documentaries um, <laughs> fed to me yeah. as a young kid. And uh, and that's kind of what I idolized. I, I always wanted to be on a boat and go out with a bunch of other dudes and go find awesome stuff on the ocean. That's kind of what I always envisioned myself doing. And, Just go and the shark the thing... Yeah, the shark thing was kind of, it wasn't that I was watching shark documentaries and wanting to be the shark guy. It was that they were the thing that I was told was the most scary part of the ocean. And right. I was always fascinated with the ocean. I'm like, well, I want to know more about that. Mm. Just like I want to do like super deep wreck dives and difficult technical scuba dives, stuff like that. So the fascination with what could hurt you or kill you or whatever else. And that just led me into a you know real fascination with sharks. And that was the... the most of what I did my degree on, and now a lot of my work on the waters with sharks. Yeah, this huh? has got to be like everyone's greatest fear, right? I mean, it's at the top of a it's, lot of people's lists. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the water with a shark. I mean, I think we all envision it a lot when we're in water where you can't see the bottom, or you're just in open water. Period. You just in your mind you start to envision the shark coming right at you. You're out of your element, right? And you mm -hmm. can't really quite see what's happening down there. Like you talked about, if you can see a shark yeah. or not, it's like that whole. You don't know what's happening. Or you, you said the Jaws poster in my mind of like the shark coming straight up, you know. Yeah, you know, some of the most fun dives I've ever done is you go out in the complete blue ocean, away from land, away from everything, totally bottomless, can't see anything except just blue around you. And you drop down and put a put a rope down maybe 60 to 100 feet. Mm -hmm. you know, the idea is you have to be able to stay there for a long time. So you can't go that deep. Mm. And then you dive down and you just drift with it and you see what comes up. And sometimes it'll be just a bunch of fish. Sometimes it'll be a huge whale shark oh or a bunch of tiger sharks or something. Um, but that is that feeling of I'm just in the middle of the ocean with nothing else going on here. And I've got bait next to me. Let's see what turns up. Is there a type that's more dangerous than the other sharks? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, all, most sharks, have, 
most sharks that we think are sharks, like there's over 400 species. Oh my God. Um, but the ones that we focus on, particularly in the media, are the ones with big teeth that can bite you. <laughs> yeah. um, usually, and, yeah. Uh, and yeah, as far as ones that are more dangerous to people, it's usually the, the sharks that have more chance to interact with people. So it's your shallower water species like mm. your bull sharks um, that typically are responsible for a lot of uh, a lot of bites around estuaries and, and near shore events. Um, then you've got, of course, great whites and tiger sharks. Um, all of them have some type of interaction with coastal waters. That's generally where people get hit. Gotcha. Yeah, so I, there's always that weird stat of, you know, most shark attacks happen in three feet of water or something. It's like, well, that's where people are. Right. So, yeah. you know, there aren't typically <laughs> yeah. a lot of people Most shark attacks happen where yeah. most, most people, people don't are. run the 60 to 100 foot rope <laughs> yeah. out in the middle yeah. of the ocean. If right. we all lived on Waterworld, most attacks would happen in 2,000 feet of water. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So what was the, like, what was your first time? Like, how long had you been diving before you did, like, a shark dive? Or what was the first time you did that? Do you remember? First time I remember seeing a shark, I was maybe five years old. I was spearfishing with my dad. And... I remember him diving down and grabbing like the the tail fin of a little wobbegong shark, and these are um, fairly <laughs> small sharks. They, they don't really have teeth. Yeah, it you can look cute. them up. I'm gonna look it up. Look, wobbegong. Look for wobbegong. wobbegong um, shark. They're just they're cool little sharks, and I thought it was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. Um, the uh, probably the next. They're pretty cool yeah. looking. They are cool looking, yeah. Um, probably the most what you'd think of as you know dangerous diving that oh, started in my twenties. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, see, that's an example like of a, a shark pizza. that is generally yeah. not dangerous. They have bitten people, and they've got a, uh, a nasty habit of not wanting to release. Looks like he's so. had a little too much seaweed, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah. Australian graduate student of shark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it looks like what that shark bit oh me. My it's like God. A, a, a tiny little punctures. They've actually been people who've been bitten by a wobbegong and walked out of the water with it still attached to them because they didn't <laughs> want to release them. Gosh, we were talking a few Big weeks nope. ago on the podcast, maybe it was a month ago at this point, about a tourist down in Australia who was taking all these photos, Instagram photos, of a blue ring octopus that they're holding mm. in their hand. And it's just Dumbass. like... <laughs> Absolutely yeah. one of the dumbest things you could ever do in your yeah, life. Yeah, I, I know that shot, and I went after the guy and told him he was a fucking idiot. Really? Uh, I'm allowed to swear on this show. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. he did he respond? You're swearing. Yeah, he did. He, yeah, he he came back saying, you know, this is a you know just a beautiful opportunity to show off wildlife. Oh my like, God. No, you're teaching people who don't know better, whose only education in this is looking at one Instagram photo and thinking right. maybe I could get the likes oh. off that shot to handle a very venomous, potentially deadly yeah, animal. Yeah, so you're worried about the message not, he's spreading. Yeah, I mean, it's like endangered for one, and you're definitely, like, probably one in three chances of dying. How, does, from how does that octopus deliver its venom? Does it through, like, a bite? It's a bite, yeah. Like a, the and yeah. and they're, they're very, very deadly. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, a, it's a blue really octopus? dumb thing. Blue ring that's what I had, yeah. Yeah, it's well, a it, really it, dumb thing to do. No, it's, I mean, in spirit of that, something else we were talking about a couple of weeks mm. ago was after Chernobyl aired on HBO, there was a rise of Instagrammers going to the Chernobyl exclusion zone to take photos. And it's just like, it's what? It's a new Darwinism, isn't it? <laughs> right. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It's the race to extinction. For if it only <laughs> affected the people that are in the photos, I'd be okay with that. But then we also hear stories about like people taking baby dolphins out of the water and passing it around for selfies. Where was that? Was that Brazil? I want to say yes. Yeah, where they just and the dolphin died. Yeah, because... by the end of it, they're just passing around a, a corpse of a dolphin. Oh my god, it's just horrifying. I mean, I get that humans do a lot of other really, really worse things on a much larger scale, but I don't know why there's like no no purpose to that whatsoever. All the worst things. Humans? Yeah. I read a book recently called uh, *Sapiens*, and it talked about like 
that you can basically chart the extinction of all <clears throat> large animals from when humans showed up in that area. That wow. humans make their way to Not a group dinosaurs. of islands. And correct, you are correct. <laughs> See? Smart guy. Unless the uh, humans rode the asteroid down. <laughs> Thanks for not killing that. Super dinosaurs. appropriate. Oh, maybe dinosaurs are the answer. We bring them back and they sort out this virus called humankind. <laughs> mm. Yep. Yeah, we need a good predator. Full Maybe circle, right? Earth is kind of sorting that out. Right yeah, now, I, don't right? know. I mean, we're definitely putting ourselves into extinction here, but you know. yeah, I mean, it's coming. It's uh, every time I read a new report, it's just worse and worse and worse. So, is that something that scares you? Because that's what I was going to get to with this. You know, I'm you're horrified who, by that. You're a person who swims with sharks. What are you afraid of? That's what most people would say. Top of my list is getting in the water with a shark. So you do it every day, just about. Not every day, but, not on, a regular day, basis. but uh, on, a, on a regular basis, yeah. Um, I'm fortunate enough to do a, a lot of things that, you know, might have scared me to start with. And I, you know, either have the ed education or know the people to take me out and do it safely. Mm -hmm. um, that's really cool. In terms of like general broad scale stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely horrified by the way that this entire planet's going to be changed completely in the next, you know, undetermined amount of time. But probably within our lifetimes, so we won't see it come back. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's really, really scary. Um, other than that, I don't particularly like spiders that much. No, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. You don't None like of spiders those in the water. Bring the spiders yeah. out. No, no, yeah, I don't know. I don't want them here either. I, I, I think they're fine, the but water. growing up in Australia, we have big fucking yeah. spiders all the yeah. time. That's and, a good way to avoid them. You know, I wake up as a kid and they're on my ceiling. And like, ah! yeah. Australia is just so extreme. Like, <laughs> I got the funnel web spiders the wildlife. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's just That's why I always felt so safe in England, because you'll pretty much never get killed by the weather or an animal. You can't even, if you tried to, you couldn't. You guys killed them all off. All Carl, the bears and yeah. wolves. Carl Pilkington, I think, had the best analogy for that once on that Ricky Gervais podcast. Where he said, uh, "You know how if you go out to your garden, you pick up a rock. There's normally bugs or a spider under it. That Australia is the underside of the rock of Earth, and that's why all the, <laughs> all the spiders and all the scary that's stuff is down right. there. It's yeah. the bottom side of the like rock. Like I read an article once about a kangaroo kicking a man's penis off. <laughs> like it like, kicked it and separated it. It with one kick with the talons. It wouldn't be that hard. They're huge." <laughs> oh, they're all the kangaroos, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, you're talking about a British guy, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm Australian men. <laughs> not tourists. Would the, the, bigger balls be easier to kick off or harder than small balls? I don't think the balls came off. Just the penis? I think just his penis well, here's, came here's off. Here's the thing. Oh, he's fine, though. Here's the, here's the thing, Barbara, is that actually we own this equipment. Uh, you probably have more experience than all of us with different kinds of balls. I only have experience with my balls, and that's it. I, you said equipment, and you pointed to the microphone, and I was very <laughs> confused with where you were going with this. Wait, Ashley and I had this discussion. It's like, I might be more well-versed in female genitalia across a broad spectrum than she is. What yeah, do you look I mean, Even though she's an expert in hers. Own, you voluntarily usually? got into that conversation with a woman? No, I think I got backed into it somehow. <laughs> I don't know how so, so what do you look for in a vagina? What's that? What? But my penis. Happily married to me. That's what uh that's that's what I look for in it. Just yes, what do you look for in a vagina? This isn't always open. Proximity. <laughs> um <laughs> proximity. <laughs> Well, I'm not gonna do an ad read after that. <laughs> what <do> you, <laughs> did you see? So, Barb, what's the verdict here? Big balls easier to kick off by a kangaroo? I would think so because I there's more too. like um, if you like put a lot of pressure like just on top of it, they will burst easier. Yeah. I guess because they're bigger. It's like in boxing. It's like the speed bag versus the, the big bag. Come down the <laughs> yeah. amount of skin, wouldn't it? it doesn't really matter yeah. about the size of the balls. <laughs> very it's how, true. How low they hang. Oh yes, very true. <laughs> to get a good purchase in there. It, it makes me think of that. Uh, 
that video of the guy who uh, his dog's getting attacked by a kangaroo. So he just kind of runs out there and punches the kangaroo and boxes with it for a second, and the yeah. kangaroo lets go. My favorite is the guy who breaks up the fight between two kangaroos. Like he's watching <laughs> them and he's commenting on it, and then he realizes they're actually fighting. And he rolls down his windows car window and he goes, "Hey, cut it out! Use some mates." <laughs> he goes, "What would your mom say?" I'm that's my terrible Australian accent, by the way. If you can pull that up, Eric, that's actually a really, really funny video of the two the guy who breaks up the fight with the two kangaroos. Just like everything in Australia always seems like, almost like it's like cartoon level to me. I just, I love it. Oh, I'm glad Americans think of us that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. That's why we can be your amusement. We're, no. the actual, <laughs> we're the actual cartoon these days, it seems like. But, uh, what yeah, it was, there, it was, there's definitely some underside of the rock going on with America these days, for sure. Yeah, there's a little <laughs> bit of that, for sure. I just saw uh, a documentary on Netflix called Great Hack. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. So I think I saw it because people on Twitter kept recommending it to me over and over again. And it's definitely got a kind of a left-leaning politically slant to the documentary because it's about the 2016 election. And so I, you know, kind of lean that way myself, obviously. So, you know, I was definitely more receptive to it. But if you don't agree with that, it's still a really interesting watch to see just objectively what can be done with this incredible wealth of personal information that people are posting online. Yeah. And how that was used to, like, essentially just build these massive algorithms accurately predicting what large groups of people were going to do. I saw, I, I haven't seen The Great Hack yet, but I saw an article today, uh, I think it was the Department of Homeland Security released this um, information about how um, dissent can be sowed via social media. And the example that they used was, uh, it was something innocuous, it was like, do you like pineapple on pizza or not? And it's like how that was a question that was developed to make people angry with each other and go after each other online to sow that divisiveness and try to feel people make people feel separated from each other. It's like seemingly dumb, innocuous things. Just like every day we're getting fired up over that. There was there was something about that this weekend on on that level. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. Like I know people are gonna get mad and self righteous about stuff, but uh, Quentin Tarantino's latest movie came out. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Tarantino said a number of years ago that he was gonna make ten movies. And then he was done. He had 10 movies in him. He was going to make those 10 movies, and that was going to be his career. Really kind of a cool thing to do, an interesting way to approach right. uh, you know, a movie career, especially for somebody who could probably make movies forever. Uh, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out this weekend, and it's his ninth movie. And people were saying, no, it's not his ninth movie. That's his tenth movie because Kill Bill was volume one and volume two. And Tarantino himself said in an interview, no, no, I know I said I'm going to make 10 movies, and I'm going to, and Kill Bill I consider to be one project – I wrote it as one movie, and the studio split it up, and they made it into two. And some of his fans were saying, no, that's not right. You made ten movies. You don't get to say that. I, I, I paid for two movies. So it's like, do you want this guy to not make another movie? Ask, if like, you're a fan of Quentin Tarantino, wouldn't you want him to make more right. films? Andrew's, Andrew nailed it. He said, most people would rather be right than be happy. And I thought, that's a great oh way to describe God. a lot of people. It's like I'm good. looking in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> That is. I feel I feel very attacked right now. I, just, I couldn't wrap my. That head. is the most accurate statement of the internet. Yeah, to date. Yeah, they'd rather be right than happy. It's like you get another movie out of this guy. I don't care if he calls like his first five movies. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs was a ripoff, right? They were all one movie. Sure, right? They were all one movie. They just want to be right in pub trivia. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. exactly right. Uh, here, I want to read this thing here. Uh, I want to remind everyone: this episode of the Receipt Podcast is brought to you by Twenty Three and Me. Sure, DNA testing can tell you about where your ancestors are from, but did you know it could also give you a lot of genetic information about your health and traits? Understand more about yourself today and inform how you live your life going forward. With 23andMe's Health and Ancestry service, you can learn how your genes can affect your health. Uh, it's a lot to take in, but once you know more, you can take action now to stay healthy. 
Uh, I was actually just looking at it yesterday. I didn't I, I didn't realize we had an ad read today, and they had like a new section that I was going through showing like where my family lived, my recent ancestors lived in Mexico. So like down to a region, and it was really interesting. And it was like there were some people in areas I wasn't aware of. So it's really cool to take a look at that. Uh, there's a whole world of genes just waiting to meet you in 125 plus personalized genetic reports on your health traits and more. The right personal health plan starts with the right data. Your health reports can give you insights about your DNA so you can build a health plan that is unique to you. Uh, one thing to note, 23andMe reports do not diagnose disease or describe overall likelihood of developing any disease. 23andMe tests select only genetic variants only. Uh, visit 23andMe.com rooster for more important test information. Order your health and ancestry kit at 23andMe.com rooster and you can meet your genes in 125 plus personalized genetic reports. That's the number 23andMe.com rooster. Thank you, 23andMe, for sponsoring this episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast. So, you're joining us on a very special day, Luke. You're so, you have no idea how so long we've waited for this day. We, yeah. uh, Is we, it because Immersion Shark Week is coming out uh, August 3rd that, that, at 9 p.m. Eastern? Is that the special <laughs> reason? It is the special occasion, <laughs> but there's something, there's something people can experience right now. And what? We can experience there's more? With us. There's more. Wait, there's more. We've been talking about trying to make a pizza sphere dun, for a long dun, time. Dun. About taking pizza a, a two-dimensional pizza and transforming it to the third dimension. And uh, it's three dimensions. Okay, it's, it's barely three dimensions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pizza in every direction. And uh, Eric thinks he's finally cracked the code. And we've got a uh, we've got pizza spheres. Is this why the entire place smells like a high school cafeteria? 100%, yeah. This is it. Which one's right, fair? Which different flavors, different sizes. What the hell? Looks like okay. a Looks right. like a dumpling. Okay. A ham or something. We'll, we'll get <laughs> Did you deep fry it? Yeah. What the hell has this happened? Is, this is pepperoni red pepper. This one's straight pepperoni. Pepperoni. It looks like a oh, pumpkin. Sure. Here, wait, hang on. You can just, here, wait. Can we get a shot on Bernie? Can you just get a straight, just pick it up with your hand. Really? Yeah, look at that. Oh, it's finally, so, it's finally so pizza is portable. So, <laughs> it's it's so dense. This one is. It's like I'm holding a human head. Pineapple. Sorry. A pepperoni olive. Gavin, this one's yours. Why? What did you put in that? It's the the it's the. Lion I like olives. Luke, you are under no obligation. You don't to try this. Dude, I love pizza. Would you rather have? <laughs> I just. We it's all about the change. Pizza portable, <laughs> and it's for you guys. As long as it's got pineapple just, on it, because that is actually a very contentious thing. But this isn't yeah, anything. Like an this is nothing like. I feel my apples. Is there a way? Is there a way you would recommend going about it? Just biting into it. Yeah, so grab it. So I. It's not like a calzone. See, this is where everyone has it wrong. It's not like a calzone because that you take a bite from like the top middle. It's just dough. You are really anti-calzone. Well, because, entire it, time. because it's not right. This truly is pizza. But a pizza sphere was supposed to be tiny pizzas getting bigger to a big pizza All and right, getting clearly. smaller, stacked in a sphere. Uh -huh. don't, <laughs> don't listen to him. I like this. This is yeah. Really Look really at Barbara. Bite. She's taking a bite. Luke, what do you think? We're Are you eating. gonna like shark down on it? So it's like deep fried pizza. It's good. Yeah. Can we go with the shark? The thing, dough huh? is great. I just want to probably easier to describe this to audio <laughs> listeners. So it's basically about the size of a grapefruit. You it kind of looks like hot peppers. It almost just, looks like it's orange peels, like the way it's arranged. Did you use like triangular pieces of dough? No. It, it is one olives, you bastard. <laughs> it's one piece of dough. Do you not like olives? Where's my dirt? What is this? <laughs> I got olives in my mouth. But I hate olives. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not just saying this. This is really fucking delicious. 
So, Gavin, you talked about this pizza sphere forever, and now you're throwing up into a trash hey, can. this is not a pizza sphere. That's and a pizza B, sphere. It's one piece of dough. I wrapped it. Olives. We twined it. Eric worked this weekend. That's, um, that's it. It's this really is, good. This, it's really look good. Look at it. Look at. Take a take a shot of guesses. Look at that. That's so. Oh my dense. god. That's so it's dense. really dense. I don't think Final I can read the thing. It's also really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. It's good, right? Luke, we did it. We finally made pizza portable. I, I could see myself about 2 a.m. after probably a beer too many. 100%. Being pretty satisfied Absolutely. with this. Absolutely. It's uh, like we did it. a meat pie, but but like oh. three but times as dense. But do you love how you could just take a bite? You could be like, oh, I'm done with that part. And then you just eat like the backside because it doesn't matter. It's the whole 360 degrees. What What are you talking? What's wrong with you? It's okay. like, <laughs> it we have to like get into how like to that. eat these things now. It's like a loaded Yorkshire pudding. Or it's like a pizza sphere, Gavin. It's not like a pizza sphere. It's exactly like a pizza it's sphere. Nothing like a pizza sphere. Sphere of pizza. Luke is all into it. Do you have one that's it's not rank? Good. Yeah. It's not what? Rank. Are you going to eat guesses? There, you want to bite of this what? one, Gav? You can bite off the back end. Oh, yeah. That's the eat business. The you can eat any end on that thing. <laughs> that's the perfect. That's that's the beauty <laughs> of pizza sphere. It's perfectly shareable. It's so heavy. All right, let me have a go at the back of this. How many calories did I just eat? Oh, I have oh, no idea. Wow, you did some work on that. I'm like proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just went in. This I got great. my makeup done before. It's really good, right? Yeah, what do you think of Pizza Sphere, Gavin? This one's amazing. Do we have a nappies? Oh, yeah, let me get you. Wow, yeah, this, you, this might surprise you. Eric, chat is divided over your invention. Oh, chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I mean, what were you picturing, Gus? How dare you? Is this what you imagined? This is not what I imagined. It's pretty much what I imagined. It's pretty great. You eat a pizza, and then it's in This every is like someone scrunched a pizza into a ball. What else would it be? Oh, thank you. <laughs> a stack. Luke, you're invited every week. Thank bit. you for coming. Starting with a tiny pizza, but bigger it is, pizza it on is top, that get bigger, stuff and then they it. get smaller again until you have a sphere of pizza. This isn't a pizza sphere, this is a ball of pizza. It's a ball that, of pizza. That's just a shaped pizza. This is a... This, yeah. This is a ball. This pizza in every direction. It's like a basketball of pizza. Am I yeah. clean? And I think you're very clean. Maybe. Well, since we've disgusted our audio listeners by chewing into the mic, anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell a disgusting story from the Immersion Shark Week production. We had to take a boat ride out to Luke's, like, liveaboard boat. He was on this big liveaboard boat. A crew of, like, probably about 12 people out there, all together? Yeah. 12, 15? Uh -huh. Something like that. And so, but it was about... 20 miles offshore, which took us about 30 to 40 minutes to go out there on a fast, fast boat. Mm -hmm. And it was really crazy, Barb, because the water going the whole way out, it seemed like the water was like six or eight feet deep the entire way out, 20 miles. Like Every bite is pizza. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now he's come around. Now he's come around. So the morning we were, <laughs> this is a little bit different. This is the difference between making a web show and a TV show, is it looks a little bit different in the episode. But here's essentially what happened was, we were blazing along, Gavin, getting out there. Everyone's nervous because we're going to go out. We know we're going to see sharks. Gavin and Michael know that one of the two of them is definitely going to have to get in the water. No cage in the water with these massive and sharks. And die. Somewhere like 1,200 pounds. Yeah. We're going out there. Everyone's already nervous. And all of a sudden, I'm look, just looking off to the horizon. All of a sudden, the boat just, like, stops. And Gavin's over there, and he goes, like... He goes, bleh, bleh, bleh. and I go, what happened? What happened? I thought something, like a fish flew out of the water and hit him or something. <laughs> Michael's immediately like, laughing so hard, he can barely stand up. And I go, what? Again? He goes, look. And he's like covered in like slime. Gack. And our, our producer who was out on the boat was at the front of the boat, Ryan, on the super fast speedboat. And he threw up over the side of the boat and it all came back and oh. just landed on <laughs> We were hauling us and I see Ryan at the front and I see him just lean. <laughs> and then didn't sort of, didn't heave or anything, he just went sort of like, and so much goo 
came out and it and the wind split it into like this web that came at me and like wrapped around me. You got it covered in someone else's vomit. It went yeah. like, all over my clothes. It was like slime all over my shorts. And it went in my it went in my mouth and eyes. Oh. And then everyone's suddenly laughing at me, and I'm just like, and I didn't know what to say it happened because I didn't really even know. <laughs> and then uh, the the boat driver stopped and just like took a bucket, <laughs> scooped up some sea and gave it to me, and I was just like wiping slime. Oh my god! <laughs> you got slimed. It was like Ghostbusters. And the best part wiping is in the, slime off me. In the episode, since Ryan wasn't on camera, he wasn't part of the episode up to that point. They basically got edited so it looks like Gavin threw up. Now I'm just, I'm just, it just cuts to me going, Ugh, and I'm just covered in gag. Ryan, and now it looks like a chunk all over myself. This is Ryan Hall, everybody. He's the guy who put together the whole episode and the, the deal I'm with discovery. You let him sit, tell that story. He's off camera here. What did you want to explain? Anything? First of all, <laughs> <laughs> Gavin, it was such a trooper and continues to be. He should. Oh, be, look at this. He should be way more upset than he is. Uh, you don't have to talk nice about Gavin anymore. It, it was, yeah, we'll move on from that very quickly. It project. was really funny. It was. It was really funny. Was Here's content. the thing. It wasn't throw up, okay? <laughs> it wasn't. The this whole the debate, debate. No. Okay. What, what would you define coming out of your mouth if you were throwing up? What vomit. is that? If right. anything comes out of your mouth, you're, you're throwing up, dude. It's vomit. Correct. Correct. Did, let me ask you. Did you make a noise? Define noise. <laughs> like it was, it was. It was phlegm. It, 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 uh, are you, <laughs> wait. Are you a llama? <laughs> It was if uh, it was like a mug full though. It was like it really if you was. scrape the <laughs> Here's the lining. thing. Here's the thing. So the whole time we're on the boat, I have I, so I have a bit of acid reflux problem. Okay, we also have things. So and, to be fair, you complained about that all morning long. Yeah, and all night yeah. long because it was something yeah. I ate the night before. So we're out there, and, and the, you know, it's it's a to, you guys mentioned earlier. It's like an hour long drive out there, and so. I mean, we're 55 minutes in. We have five minutes to go, and I've lasted this entire way. And I just have a little bit of you know, spit to just get rid of over the boat. And I thought, and I swear, I thought it was just a tiny little bit. And, and Jay, the other producer that was sitting next to me, is like, just, just do it over the boat. And, you know, my fault. At the not, front of the boat. At, at the front the of a boat, <laughs> going, going 40-something miles an hour, oh, correct? God. Yeah, it was a horrible oh, idea. Shit. I'm not condoning it. And what turned into, what started as just a little... Anyway, I'm Turned just gonna eat my piece of spear while you explain how you didn't throw up on a boat. So it, it wasn't vomit. Yes, I threw up, but it wasn't. <laughs> uh, you threw up something that wasn't vomit. So it wasn't. So, it so was it, like lining. It wasn't like food chunks and everything. It was just there were no chunks, but it was very. It was thick slime. So I'm and, that, and I think I eventually get the words out like threw up. <laughs> and then you, and then I was like, and because it was so slimy, I was trying to like st stand up and grab the railing, but I'm slipping all over the place. I'm like sliding all around the boat, like trying to grab stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> and then you and you're in the background going, I never get seasick. <laughs> and I've got it like in my eyes, and I'm like, oh yeah, you don't get sick. Is, is that what it is, Ryan? It's a point of pride. You don't want to be the person who got seasick. Hey, look, I'm I'm standing here telling you the story and being honest. I should have just said, hey, look, watch the TV show. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm telling you that I don't get seasick normally. <laughs> normally, and that was not what caused it. I just I'm an idiot and decided to. It was really spoke. funny, and I was uh, I was thankful for the content. Well, <laughs> I, I, I really mean it. The whole day, I just kept apologizing to Gavin, he and he should have been mad. You can, t you still should be mad, and he you're is. still this gracious. Is about you, it. you can vomit on him now. <laughs> you get one in reverse. What do uh, we learn about boats, right? Eric, I'm going to send you this <laughs> right. clip. I should not yeah. be on them. <laughs> just say down when. Are you right. sure? <laughs> Correct. Uh, yeah, I think we have the clip of it. We can show the clip of it. I just sent it to Eric to make sure he had it. Because, because I, of course, as soon as I was like, what the hell happened? I thought somebody got hurt. 
I was already well, yeah, nervous. I was struggling to explain it because it was in my mouth. Right. <laughs> Gavin was Gavin was trying to explain it. And then Michael, I couldn't get him to stop laughing. <laughs> and then I thought, then because Michael was laughing, my brain immediately went to a fish flew out of the water and hit Gavin. And then when he said, Ryan threw up on me, and Ryan's over there, I didn't throw up. <laughs> I didn't throw up. <laughs> I immediately just went for my phone as fast as I could, and I got the aftermath of it. Like, How there was did no way to get on Gavin and no one else? Because it's Gavin, and he's just <laughs> extremely unlucky. I mean, he was literally sitting right next to, to Michael. Gavin's completely covered in whatever this was, and Michael was perfectly fine. Like, yep. he was. And you know, Michael, he's got that, that laugh that he does, yeah. when it's like, there's the laughing with you and the laughing at you laugh. Yeah. This was the Michael laughing at you laugh. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it was it's like a being punched, thing. but it, with laughter <laughs> <laughs> and vomit and vomit and phlegm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, he doesn't have a mic anymore, but he wants to be clear. Like it was not vomit. Phlegm would almost be worse than vomit. No, vomit would have been worse because well, that because like that would have smelled bad, and it would have I would have had to have just got all my clothes off if it was vomit. I will say you didn't smell like vomit when you came on board. Thanks, man. Look at that! Yeah. What a nice thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> what a nice thing to say. I keep eating my pizza ball without talking about vomit. <laughs> Listen, I, I knew we lost our audio listeners by that point anyway, so might as well tell the story about somebody vomiting while we're at it. Eric, I sent it to your personal phone. Is where I sent it. Oh, great. Could, all right. Well, look, look. Oh, as opposed to where, wherever you send it, I'll make it work. He'll get it. Really Do you want your I'll pizza make it work. Um, back? No, I don't. I've eaten the back of it. I didn't touch the front. Eric, I also want to say I appreciate the effort that you put in to Pizza Sphere, and I think it came out it's just great. as I imagined it would be. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm pizza not sphere. sure what the griddle marks are on it there in the it's top the right. Twine. It's It's from the deep fry. It's from the because deep it, fry. Because it has to sit in like a basket. Doesn't really. I mean, not many pizzas are deep fried. But no, but okay. but, a pizza, but, but all pizzas are. You have to deep fry. You have to deep fry it. Yeah, but if you just drop it in oil, it's still deep fries, right? Okay, where and then where does it go? It just like floats in like the middle of this oil stasis. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Why no, it's it? weighted. There's no way that thing is floating. That thing is dense as hell. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, because it's three dimensions. Uh, so <laughs> I accidentally said the, the You're really loving this three dimension. <laughs> I got right? it. Did you say it to Bernie? You've been I accidentally really said the, thin pizza. the clip of Gab Gavin vomiting over the side of the boat to Eric Duncan. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, now it's going to be in marketing. Now it's going your yeah, way. I'm going to see that on Slack soon. Uh, I also had an experience with people getting seasick this past week. That was uh, where were you? I was in San Diego. Oh, Comic Con for Comic Con. Right. You were in a boat after that. So I was there until Monday. So Sunday night we had nothing to do. So me, Nathan, and Sophie decided to take a uh, dolphin cruise where the boat would take us out into the water. I love and the way you looked at Luke like, am I saying that correctly? Dolphin, dolphin cruise? <laughs> I think she's looking for approval here. Is that uh, okay these days? <laughs> Anything with dolphins and whales is kind of uh, sketchy. Yep. And so it would take us out to try to essentially find them. And this was like a kind of old boat and it went out into the water and it was very, very bouncy the whole time. Probably about 30, 40 minutes of it just bouncing up and down. Um, and it's still going out. And there's a place inside where I'm like, I'm going to go grab a hot dog or something like that. I'm pretty hungry. So I like walk in. As I'm in there, this is according to Nathan. He says, as I'm going bu to buy my hot dog, there's this whole family behind us sitting next to us on the boat. And all of a sudden he just hears... <clears throat> Oh, oh God! Oh shit! He looks over, and there's a young boy who has a giant plastic bag who's just oh, it's the vomiting yeah. into a bag. I come out with my hot dog, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I hear. <laughs> I look over; it's the boy and his mother both vomiting uh. into two different plastic bags. <clears throat> I'm like literally holding my hot dog, about to eat it, when a third fucking person—I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> 
starts vomiting That's into the first barber gag. another bag. But this one is clear. Oh god, oh, no. And it was <laughs> It was pink, oh. like bright pink. Strawberry milk. Barbara. All right. <laughs> like, but like hot pink. Why not go over the side of the boat? In that I don't, I don't know. It is tough though because I've been fortunate. I never get seasick ever. My dad, his whole life, he never got seasick. Then all of a sudden, he got seasick one time. He went, oops, sorry. He was on a. Eric is like, why are you saying this to me? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Eric Duncan was. Um, uh, he got seasick once on a boat, and that was pretty much it. He was he was pretty much done. Is this for my it. moment? <laughs> yeah. This mic gets up laughing. I'm sitting here. Now I've been sitting next to me. He just like <laughs> recoils. He got hit, and it just looked like loogies hanging from his face. And then I see Ryan like leaning overboard up front. <laughs> Are you okay? At least you had your glasses on. Look, look at his pants! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> well, I wasn't feeling. Really no, definitely not. Man, I'm so glad oh, I was in the middle. Five more minutes. I know. Man. Okay. <laughs> no, no, the saying you only had five, five more minutes. minutes. <laughs> five more minutes ago, we were there. Five more minutes. <laughs> oh boy. So, Gavin, in five more. We got to change shorts. I got a bucket of water for you. Oh, thanks. What else? We got a whole ocean full. Jump in. That guy was so cool, too. Thanks, Eric. That guy was uh, so cool because he would spend, you know, 45 minutes driving us out there, and then he had to take us back at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So he would just go, like, go, like, a mile away and just fish all day long. Oh, uh, and then, yeah, yeah, saw the, the, yeah, you saw the, the fishing. fishing that's what yeah. reminded mm -hmm. me of it. He had the fishing rods off the back of the boat. He'd just fish all day, and then we'd come back, and we could see everything that he caught for the day. Except that day, he had to go and clean his boat. That day, for some reason, he had to go there, there, because there was not vomit on it. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy, though, too, isn't it? You see that I forget how blue that water was. It's, it's like amazing. I call it like that amusement park water. That if you see it, and like you think it's like dyed or, or it's fake, fake. it's yeah. got to be fake, right? It's like that's what all that water out there looks. And like. And there was it's no amazing. land in sight. It was just nothing. Like an hour from the shore on on that boat. Yeah, we'd leave the mm. island behind. And then there was like a, a smaller like rock island. It almost looked like a like, small like little lighthouse mm -hmm. island, and that was it. Yeah. Like once you passed that point, there was nothing. When I would uh, when I lived in Puerto Rico and I would fly down there, uh, I remember I would fly over parts of the ocean like that where you would see like that, and it's like that just that looks even from the place like that looks fake. Looks fake. It's like it's just so blue. And I felt like from the plane I could see the bottom of the ocean. It's like I'm already like seven miles in the air, and it's just so clear to see straight through. Uh, to the bottom. I, uh, I, had, I had that experience when I went from, I took off from, uh, I guess it would have been Melbourne, and I flew down to Bernie, Tasmania, to, to go visit Bernie, yeah. and, uh, and they, when we took off, we did like one of those, you take off, then we did a bank back over the ocean, like going mm -hmm. across to Tas Tasmania, and I saw, it's the only time I've ever seen a whale in my life, was it was in the water and I saw it from a plane. I thought that was really fucking cool when we took off. It wasn't a very big plane either. Like, I felt very small in that plane, seeing that whale. Did the whale, was the whale bigger than the plane? I mean, it was... Pretty far away at that point. We were probably at least a thousand feet up, I would think. But it was, yeah, it was still seemed very, very big at that scale. Yeah. Well, that island that we went to, you know, it's twenty feet deep, maybe. Yeah. All the way out to that shelf. So if you, it's probably easier to think of it as all one island that's mm -hmm. been submerged mm. to a certain point. So if you notice the actual <clears throat> land that we were on when you guys were on the island, it's it's 
getting eaten up by the ocean. You know, they're having to build the roads higher and stuff. You know, as, Are they? as yeah. the sea level rises, they're starting yeah, to that, feel it already, huh? Yeah, I mean, the the island's only a few feet elevation, like total. So wow. there's really not a lot there. Actually, I think it might be about eight feet. But um, when you think of it that way, you know, where it drops off into deep blue, that's really the actual edge of the island. Mm -hmm. Everything that we were diving on is just all the sandbanks that used to be yeah. dry land. So yeah, that's I, why it's so crystal clear because it's just the light bouncing off the white sand and uh, you get that beautiful, uh, beautiful color to the ocean. And the place where we were diving mm -hmm. was Tiger Beach, but it's not a beach. I, the whole time they kept describing this for the locations, they were saying Tiger Beach, Tiger Beach. I thought, okay, we're going to go to a beach. We're going to go out into the water like 30 mm. feet and there's sharks that come up towards the beach. But it's called Tiger Beach because it's just a section where it's all that white sand, right, on the bottom? But it's Yeah, it's where tiger feet. sharks like to hang out. I mean, it's actually a fairly large area, but, you know, uh -huh. it's Tiger Beach, not People Beach. You know, right. we're going to their beach. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful place to I feel like the name's disingenuous because there's no tiger. There's no beach? There's no tigers. Tiger, tiger Shark, sharks, right? It should be Tiger Shark Beach, not Tiger Beach. Actually, no. I used to call it Tiger Shark Beach all the time because I actually had kind of the same argument. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I keep getting corrected. Um, they say Listen, it's, it's Tiger Beach. So I want to be right, not happy. That's exactly <laughs> I like. I like Tiger Shark Beach. I, was, I didn't get naming rights. I wasn't the first one out there. So. Gotcha. The tigers were. They were out there first. Then the sharks came and ate the tigers. <laughs> That's why they're called Tiger Sharks. <laughs> it's, just the, it's just the natural selection. That's the way it works. You ever see those photos? I think we probably years ago showed them on the podcast of People would capture people. This guy, he would photograph tigers underwater. Oh, yeah. And it's horrifying. Like, he would throw like, meat, meat and bait yeah. into the water, and they would dive in after it, and he would catch them when they're diving in. And it's a, a tiger underwater is an actual tiger is ridiculously frightening. Why? I don't know why. Because he's like, get me out. No, yeah. like, like, they can see their teeth. Like, the way they hit the water, it, like, kind of opens their mouth up. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tell me that's yeah. not, like, horrifying. It's beautiful. It's almost like slowing down. What the attack would look like on yeah. land, you know, the water's there to to slow it a bit, so you're able to capture it. That's cool, though. Mm. Super cool. So, like, my house cat is related to that. Do we have anything that's like? <clears throat> like and when I my house cat Mush, when he's doing stuff, <laughs> uh, you can tell he wants to be a big cat, and he thinks he's a big cat. Yeah. And it's so weird when you see big cats acting like little cats, like playing with stuff or whatever, or chasing laser pointers. It's ridiculous. Mush. <gasps> the uh, God, you guys have a, a photo of Mush like on file, huh? Who doesn't? You got a feeling it's not the first time we talked about fast, Mush. man. Yeah, man. Definitely he's not. Yeah. Pie. Now he's a big lummox, man. His eyes aren't blue anymore either. They're now golden, like your terrible cat. cat. You always Shameless. said how dumb Mush is, though. He's so dumb. He's really dumb. He's really dumb. <laughs> can he, like, not climb? He can't figure out, like, if uh, he can't climb. Well, no, he can't jump. He, he climbs up on everything. So, like, when he gets up on the desk, he, like, hooks his hands and, like, does a chin-up and then pulls himself up. It's like, just jump like every other cat on the planet. <laughs> and he also can't, if a door is, like, partially ajar... And, but it's not big enough space for him to go in. He can't push the door. He doesn't know to push the door. He just stands there and like puts his mouth and goes meow 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 until you like open the door and then he comes in. Why well, have you shown him how to open the door? The other cat does it right in front of him, but she's <laughs> slightly smaller than him, so she doesn't. She's smart. She doesn't leave enough room for him to come in. Uh. I feel like that's so, a good quality then, because if you just don't want the cat to come in your room, just crack the door open. I don't know. Yeah, but then the fucking cat's meowing the whole time. Yeah, touche. He's a lummox. Mm. I feel like. Uh, He's calming down though. He's getting older, so, so he's coming down. So you're talking about how you know cats related to tigers and seeing all that. Like you're related to a chimp. Yeah, I guess so. But we're like the apex chimps, right? I don't know. What I'm wondering is, what are you laughing about off. back there? <laughs> I think that's you're it. laughing at your own species. <laughs> that, jackass. Game, that game's coming out soon, I think. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I think the like, wow, look who's so full of himself. I don't chimp. <laughs> no, no, no way, man. A chimp could kick your ass. But I'm just. Oh wait, no, who am I talking to? Never mind. Right, you're talking to Bernie. <laughs> Do we have? 
do we have an equivalent of like a domesticated shark, like something that's related to sharks, <laughs> bait or fish that are in our everyday life? Because they're very specific species. Well, right? I read that they made dogs in like four generations. Yes. I also read that floppy ears are not anywhere in nature except for elephants. And dogs. And that they can't and that they can't keep them out of dogs. Like after four generations of domestication, it's just a feature that just develops. Floppy ears. They just get them. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and they can't for some reason they can't do it. It's like I I, I said I read the article. I read the headline. And then I, read <laughs> I, I, I read the headline too, so I have no further information. Had, to contribute so that to is this the story. limit of my information. I just want to let everybody know that an article exists out there that knows what so it's talking if about. If a dog has non floppy ears, they're like a third generation. What you say? Or, or they might make sense because they're they're losing their need for predatory senses, right? Right. So if you're um, just feeding them, domesticating whatever else, that you know the ears up, always being able to scan and everything else, mm -hmm. it would make sense. I don't know that that's true, but it it's they plausible. Need to hear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they like I believe their, it. They lose the cartilage, and they just got like fl flaps. I don't know. Like I mean, we don't need to worry about predators really, but our ears don't sag by our cheeks, do they? Well, they're not the same kind of ear, dude. They're not standing up on the top of our head. I mean, they're still but, out. They're they still, are like, mobile. They do have muscles in them. So if they're not using that muscle, maybe it degrades over time, and then they keep breeding down the line, and those muscles aren't developed, and you know, mm -hmm. the same way English people came about. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna get this from. And they sent them down to Australia and toughened them up. And <laughs> yeah, and they start just drinking a lot. <laughs> did you? Uh, I don't know if you see it, yeah. Gavin, uh, Luke did a uh, uh, with another science channel on YouTube. He just did a video testing the blood in the water through, like how far away uh, shark can Robert? smell yeah, blood. Mark. Yeah. You familiar with his work? Yeah. Okay, I figured. We you're had in dinner the, with him once. Because you're in the science community, so. Didn't we have dinner with him once? Did we? Where did we have dinner with him? I don't know. He was wearing a shirt with like an iPad in it. Oh, that's oh, that guy? Oh, his uh, Halloween thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was you were talking like, to him. Interacting you don't remember? Brilliant. It's a brilliant invention. <laughs> I, dude, you're telling me about it? I don't remember where that was. Was that... Oh, I, don't, I have no idea. Mark Rober is, I would say, the current king of thumbnails. Is he? Yeah, he just nails his thumbnails. Better than Destin, even? I mean, he put up that shark video. It had 10 million views in, like, less than a day. Well, that's just Luke, yeah, though. it's more than that now. It, it was number one when I woke up this morning. What's, wow. the, what's the deal with, I saw you getting, like, a full blood draw for this. Did they put, like, a bag of blood out of you and throw that in the Yeah, line? so we, uh, the idea was to test the whole sort of trope that, you know, one drop of blood in the water will attract sharks from a mile away, right? Mm -hmm. um, there is a certain amount of truth to it in that, you know, certain sharks' sensory ability um, is so high that it could sense that level of chemicals. But the reality of a drop of blood in the water in the big open ocean getting to that shark in that density is remote as fuck. So um, he came out with this uh, this theory and a way to test it. And um, he one of his requests was to get human blood. So we wanted to test actual human blood. He wanted two liters of it. To take it out to the Bahamas. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot of blood to start with, and you can get it. It is available. You can get it as like expired blood and, and donations from like film crew and stuff like that. eBay. Um, <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Um, but you're not allowed to import it to the Bahamas. Ah. So we're, you know, kind of rocking hard place there. We couldn't do it. So what I did find out, which was frankly kind of horrifying, there's companies that will sell you blood from pretty much any animal that you want on demand. And those animals are live, and they get bled every day. Oh my god! Oh, they're just like so, taps. They're just literally, like... yeah. And I like when I found out that suddenly it was our job to find blood, um, as apparently the producers that was our job. We're like, okay, fine. So we start searching around on the internet, and of course, you can find everything you want on the internet. God. And we found this company that sells blood, and I called them up and said, I, I want like a gallon of like pig's blood or cow's blood or something like that. You know, I'm, 
or something. Are you guys like, yeah, I told him what it was for. Yeah. I said, you know, are you guys like slaughtering or what's, what's the deal? Where can we get it from? She goes, oh, no, we, we have a farm. All the animals are out there. Um, we've already bled the cows today, so we can't do that, but we could do it for you tomorrow. Like, what? what so there's just a bunch of cows with corks in them? It's like they much. milk them and they, uh, they milk them two ways. A apparently, they're very happy. They get fed. You know, do they, they're just, not, yeah. they don't just like cut a new cut every they day. They, they literally IV. have a tap yeah. in them, yeah. an IV, and and they bleed them for science. Yeah. Let me well, let me read this thing right over here. Mike uh, is acting it. I want to remind everyone, yeah, yeah. Th yeah. this yeah. episode of uh, their C podcast is also brought to you by Experian. Uh, the better your credit score, the easier it is to get the stuff you want, and you may even pay less. So the question is, why is it so hard to raise your score? Thanks to Experian, it won't be. They've launched Experian Boost, a brand new way to instantly increase your credit score for free. A higher credit score can help you get access to credit and preferred rates for the things that you want uh, and need in life, like a car, house, or your first credit card. Experian is on a mission to help boost America's credit score, which will help millions of people across the country build and get better access to credit. It used to take months to see your credit score rise a point or two. With Boost, you can increase your credit scores instantly. Boost is free to use and only available from Experian. I've talked about before that when I first bought a house, I had no credit. Uh, something like this would have been great to help me establish credit, raise my credit score to the point where uh, I'd be able to buy my first house. Uh, I can't believe it's taking this long for someone to do this. Uh, what are you waiting for? Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is only available at Experian.com slash RT. That's E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N.com slash RT. Thanks, Experian, for sponsoring this episode of the Receive Podcast. Uh, yeah, I had to do a little mic switch. I had a friend who yeah, just moved from Australia and he has no credit, and it's like he's running into housing problems in New York because yeah. they just no credit is worse than bad credit because at least bad credit is predictable. Is what he's being told. Right, yeah, I had, I had, I had the same much. thing when I moved. Went through the same thing. Did you really when you moved? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah, yeah I, had, I had no credit when I was when I was younger. I just never used credit cards. I just paid for everything right away. It's it's really weird system. <laughs> Was it like yeah. that from Canada at all? Or is like any like really weird stuff coming from Canada? I mean, I, I was in the same boat. I had no credit when I moved here. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had, there's a social security number here. There's a social something sin number in Canada that apparently like nothing transfers over. Nothing. Nothing. Wow. Crazy. So uh, it was annoying because also apparently if you apply for a credit card and get denied, that hurts your credit score. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did that trying to get a credit card when I moved here and they're like, no, we deny you. And I'm just like, great. So now mm -hmm. it's even harder to get credit, to get a credit card so I could start accruing credit. I had, to, I had to build credit with a secure credit card where I gave my bank like 500 bucks. You prepay bucks. it. Yeah. yeah and then they give Ashley. me a card with the limit of 500 bucks and they just watch me use that and I yeah. pay it off. Yeah. And, it's like, and then eventually you can actually get a real credit that, card. That's exactly what I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exact I think that's what thing. you actually suggested I do when I first moved here. I think... I, I bought a car early on when I moved to Austin, and just paying off your car payments mm -hmm. helps your credit score. Absolutely, and, and a car's good because it's it's a commodity they can come and seize if they need it. So I did the same <laughs> there thing. There you go, right. exactly. Yeah. You get a car loan if you mess it up, they'll come get your car, and, and then you know, it's all it's all done. It's all taken care. Of. Yeah, we yeah. did a thing when I first moved where because I could only withdraw so much at a time, like like five hundred bucks or something from the ATM. And I couldn't buy anything big, but I needed to buy stuff because I had nothing here. I needed to buy like a bed and things. So I would just have other people buy them and I'd pay them back. Like you bought me a suit. I bought you a suit. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't have one. Yeah. So you, you pay me back too. And then Bernie can vouch for your good credit. I did. I, told I, got, him. I got great credit. He actually from helped Bernie. my credit because I put it on my card and then he gave me the money. So. You probably got airline miles too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it, it helped me a bunch. Yeah, but it's the other, it's such a weird system. Like then if you have bad credit, what happens is you get a loan that's a higher interest rate, which I guess makes sense because you're more likely to default, but it's literally saying, you have less money, so we're going to charge you more, more money because money. Yeah. you have less money. My it's favorite just... part is when, yeah, you overdraft 
a bank account and they charge you an overdraft fee. Right. It's like, it's I already, like you know I don't have the money. Oh, so I have zero dollars. Now I have negative $33. Cool. Right. Thank you. Yeah. That yeah. happened to me a couple of times um, when I first moved to Austin. I got uh, charged an overdraft fee like once or twice. And I was like, oh, wow, that's like adding insult to injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My brother once got... Uh, Bought a pack of cigarettes, bounced a check for it, and he paid $45 for a pack of cigarettes. Oh, my God. Because yeah. he bounced a check, writes a check for cigarettes. Anyway. I, I, do you still have a checkbook? I still have a checkbook. Absolutely, I do. Yeah, just, like, you never know. You run into weird situations where, like... Did you have a fax machine? Someone wants to, I, I just canceled that. Did you? Yeah. Good you for you. You canceled fax? I canceled my... my he my, had a fax service. Fa a fax but service. he wouldn't cancel it because he was afraid to that's, call... That's what you said. You agreed. I didn't say that. I said that could contribute. But I still used it occasionally. How, how did you have to work up your courage to call and No, cancel? it was fine. The, the annoying thing was, so you can't cancel this service online. You have to call them, like you said. That's how I figured it out. And then you have to wait on hold for 10 minutes. You can't just fax them? You can't just fax them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you have to wait, then they're like, oh, you know, I, I, I want to cancel. Why are you canceling? I don't use it. What if we gave you a month free? No, 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 I just, I don't Why use it. Why are you talking it. to them? You, you they're, 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 they're like, what if we gave you three months free? Like, I just want to cancel. You know no, that's, to, their, that's their job. They have to try to, you know yeah, they, to that's why you're calling. All the retaining questions, you don't have to skip it immediately. Say you're 17? Say you're leaving the country. Oh, okay. And then they're just like, oh, okay. I read recently, if you tell a telemarketer that you're 16, that they just have to take you off the list, period. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> Could I pass as a 16-year-old in just my voice? I think if you just say it, they, there's nothing, what are they going to do? Say, prove it, kid. And, uh, wait, you tell me you're 16, I'll shut my eyes. I'm 16. Yeah, that was good, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I that was it. Bernie. That was me. Yeah, perfect. I, I buy that. I'm I recently 16. had a rolling suitcase that the handle that goes up and down, the carry-on suitcase. Mm -hmm. You push a little button, it goes shakunk and comes up. It would go shakunk and it would come up, but then I hit the button, and it wouldn't go back down. So it had this handle extended, oh, I hate that. which kind of ruins the carry-on ability right. of this thing. It ruins the usability. It completely. is terrible, yeah. and so. We it took it to a place they had it for like three months and couldn't fix it So we went back to the manufacturer and said we need you guys to fix this and They wrote back and said uh, can you send us a picture of it not working? <laughs> I don't even know what that is You but can just google it and send it to them be like, it's, Mine is like this is that just like a step they think that like somebody pulling a scam is gonna go can't do it You think that's weird? I ordered a keyboard and mouse from a company that sells keyboards and mice. Yes, uh, and only the mouse was delivered, and it said that they had both been delivered in the same package, and clearly it was a big box with just the mouse, so clearly the keyboard hadn't been delivered. So I contacted their customer support, saying, I, hey, I didn't receive the keyboard. And uh, the person who was helping me, he's like, okay, can you take some photos? <laughs> and it's like, photos of, of literally nothing? Of like a box with nothing in it? Is that what you want? And what do you think it like, is? It's just like a step that like somebody... You should have just gone to, for like a walk in the park and taken a picture of the lake and be like, look, there's no <laughs> keyboard in this picture. I should have sent them nothing and said, okay, I sent you the picture. They probably yeah. have to have it like when they, to close the file, they have to attach an image of yeah. the problem Maybe. or something. I, I was, I took like multiple angles of just an empty box and then like <laughs> the mouse sitting outside the empty box and then in the empty box with it. And just, then they were probably like, great, thank you. Perfect. Well, then they sent <laughs> Sorry me, for the problem. They contacted me and they were like, okay, we'll send you a replacement. Can we interest you in this other keyboard? And I was like, I just want the thing I ordered. I know. I yeah. appreciate yeah. it. But like, geez. And then well, it took, I think, four weeks for me to get I it. I have a great level of sympathy for that because I've worked in call centers before and there's just somebody telling you you've got to do that. Mm -hmm. you know, they yeah. don't want to ask you if you want to continue the I, service. Oh, no, I get it. I was thinking about the call center the other day. We used to work together in a call center years ago. You don't have to tell people that. And <laughs> I don't know this guy. And I was having trouble remembering what it looked like when you walked in. Like, I remember when, before the remodel, when you walked in, there were the stations there and everything. But then there was the remodel when all the, the floor got moved to the back. 
It's like when you so then after the remodel, when you walked in, it was like it's a little hallway. There was a hallway and there's a conference room on the right. But you what about the place down by the train tracks? Right. Okay. What was before the the conference room on the right? Uh, that was just walls in there, and then there was a back area there with the printer in it. This is the most boring conversation for anyone listening. Well, no, I did, this is an honest question. <laughs> describing an office building hey, from tell you about my call center. <laughs> this, is, this is an honest question. I've been meaning to ask. I, just, I was just curious. I was just thinking about that, that was building it a, the other was day. Was it a printer and a fax machine? <laughs> yeah, we had a fax machine. We had a fax we machine. We were a phone company. We had lots of fax machines. And it was, it was constant, just like, we never used it for anything except <clears> it just like spam advertisements came through. Cruises all the time. Always I remember cruises. That. Like people who have fax machines also take cruises. Like they would get a fax and go, oh, absolutely, I'm yeah. going to go do this. You want a cruise. I'll tell you what, I'll take those spam advertisements any day of the week on my phone versus the ones that are clearly fucking criminal where they call me and they say, you have been uh, identified by the Internal Revenue yeah. Service and you are going to go to jail forever unless you call this number right now. It's... What there, the hell is that? I got one the other day that was, you know, it was, it was a similar one, but the grammar wasn't quite correct. And it was like, we're calling because your social security number have been locked. I was like, oh, it have. <laughs> what? <laughs> to speak to representative to correct press two. I was like, we know why that is. They, they, they try to find people who. If they make the phone call, yeah. they know they've passed already one test that they can't scrutinize at that level. Right. So it's anybody who's like, fuck, this grammar's all wrong, like in the spam message, in email. It's, they're grammatically incorrect a lot of times because it weeds out anyone who's smart enough to say, oh, this is grammatically incorrect, fuck this thing. Oh, because so it's like mm. a test for right. the... Right. It's a filtering so, process. I have a question. Why do you answer your phone? G great question. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder that more and more. Just it, never it, answer it. I, 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 my phone doesn't, also doesn't track all my calls I get because I get tons of calls all the time that I just don't answer. And I, would, I wanted to show like a record of how many calls I get in a day that are literally no one calling me. I guess... When, you know, I was going through that remodel in my house, I would have, like, contractors and stuff calling me for stuff. So I guess I got trained for a while to, to uh, be answering the phone, and now it's like, <clears throat> that's done. I just need to stop answering it again. Because normally, it, maybe once a year, someone who's not in my contacts will call me, and it'll be a real call. Maybe. It's, it's so rare. When, um, when Luke's mic shat itself just then. What I, happened? Well, yeah, what happened? It, it reminded me of um, <clears throat> when he was doing his little presentation underwater. <laughs> and uh, Michael was trying to... Oh, that's a spoiler, right? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's funny. It's, it's very similar to something that happened in the episode. Save it for the post giving, giving us very important instructions, and the <laughs> mic was cutting out at all these perfect moments. All right, one now, thing. if you want to survive, the one thing you got to... <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> you know why that is, though, right? Why? This isn't a spoiler, because it's not in your show. Um, <laughs> one of the sharks had bit the sensor. Really? Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. What uh, the sensor you meaning the actual mic or uh, the actual thing that went down into the water the transponder no kidding Yeah, it's Those sharks. first time it had happened it had happened because we were wondering why we were having difficulty as well Really we checked it out. It's all, all frayed and nailed up. Dude, it was cool tech though I, I like that we could watch you live it had yeah, great really cool. Remember we, we could talk to each other underwater just fine. Yep. yep. It was getting it back to the surface through that transponder That was weekly. assuming weak Gavin went underwater I said we I saw <laughs> was in the royal but the uh the, the crazy thing was on the boat, too, with your crew, when, after we went through the whole safety uh, discussion, and I'm sure they get asked this all the time, I was like, so has anybody ever, like, you ever seen anybody get bitten by a shark? And the lady, I forget her name, I'm sorry, she's like, ah, I got bit by a shark. And she's yeah. like, like, no big deal. Like, a shark just chomped on the back of her leg one day. Did it take stuff off? Or just, like, gave her a little... No, there's bites and there's bites. Like okay. Most of the feeders have been bitten at some point. I've been bitten on my head before. Um, on your head? Yeah, but, I mean, not... It didn't even... Really draw blood. Was just it a Wally Gog? No, no, it was, it was a lemon shark. <laughs> a lemon just kind of gave like a crunch. Uh, yeah, and, and some of the feeders have gotten bitten way worse. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, when you're surrounded by all those teeth and that very dynamic environment, um, it's, you know, especially if a bit of fish gets loose or yeah. a shark gets a bit overzealous, it's not particularly uncommon um, to get a, Ooh, a little bit shark. of a bite. Yeah, it's a lemon shark. All right, I got a great shot of a lemon shark here for you. Here, I'll send this to you, Eric, same way as before. Sorry, I know it's not the most ideal. The same way as before? You mean to Eric Duncan first? No, no, no. <laughs> this one's going to go to... Oh, shit, I sent to Eric Duncan. How no, quickly could you identify, a, like, a type of shark? Like, you looked at that picture and you knew exactly right away what type of um, shark it is. very I, common I, species and a lot of species pretty quickly. Yeah. Just co-workers. Yeah. I, yeah. I know, right? It's kind of my job. <laughs> Doesn't know him by name. Touche. Doesn't know him by name. It's like you walk down the hall, you can spot an achievement hunter, you know. Well, by the scent, yes. <laughs> so, tiger sharks are named tiger sharks because they eat tigers. Are lemon sharks more prone to eat lemons? Yeah, that's true. Of course they are. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. It's all from appearance, right? It's yeah. like that's the basics. They're great at meringues. <laughs> so I, I sent, uh, I sent Eric, he's frosting now, I'm sure, but uh, um, Shark Week is a hoax made up by rooster teeth. <laughs> That's right. Pretty elaborate hoax we go for 20 years. They, you guys are great. They can, yeah. they can join in on the hoax. When is it? August 3rd? At, August 3rd at uh, nine, 9 Eastern, 8 Central. Are we doing a, a watch thing? Yes, we should mention that. We're doing a watch party uh, on August 3rd at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, where it'll be a little bit before that, but we're going to do a watch party where we're, we can't broadcast the episode, obviously, but we're going to watch it along with everybody, have chat going, we'll be talking about it. Then we're going to take a break. Uh, have a little bit of a party here. I don't know what we got planned for the interstitial. Maybe Eric can tell me. Um, and then we're going to come back and watch Genlock because we don't have any TV shows on the air currently, and yet we're about to have two TV shows on the exact same night. It's just <laughs> the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah, we're going to be yeah. hanging out. Uh, cast and crew is going to be coming through. You, Gavin, Michael are going to be there talking immersion, and then we're going to have different people kind of coming through doing this watch party thing. So definitely watch it on the site or watch it on YouTube. It's going to be uh, – I think it'll be fun. I think the whole company is going to be here too. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be a really good time. Can we get a few more of these? Pizza spheres. Pizza I gotta make. I gotta make like four hundred pizza spheres. Four hundred pizza spheres. What's in that thing? Discovery sent me a crock pot. It's a. We actually did an unboxing that's gonna go on social to Twitter tomorrow. Uh, but this is a crock pot they sent me, or a, like a lobster boil pot with a bunch of different stuff. And there's a little shark behind me on my cabinet back there. So I just have it here. So I'm gonna right. try to convince Eric to uh, make us some lobster what? with like potatoes and corn. Hey, don't listen. Listen. Don't listen. Listen. It's, it's all. Eric, it's all production value. Eric listen, loves the sphere. Lobster sphere. <laughs> Lobster's already three-dimensional. I do like the message you're sending, though. It's like, sharks are noble beasts and have to be revered. Lobsters. I eat them. Boil them up. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. good do they serve? Sea no cockroaches. swimming with Yum. lobsters. We'll do crawfish. You ever, do you ever eat crawfish? I uh, Yeah. I'll do lobsters. Generally, those smaller, you know, crap-eating bugs. I don't you know really too like. much, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like shrimp. what you guys call shrimp, prawns, whatever. Yeah. Like, they're just yeah, they're this big and they've eaten like this much shit in their life. <laughs> Are you saying <laughs> that you don't love a cheeky prawn cocktail? A cheeky prawn cocktail? A cheeky prawn, prawn cocktail. cocktail. I, I don't know. I, I, I've downed a few cheeky prawn cocktails <laughs> in my life. It's very international um, catch it, It's not one. my first go-to. I, yeah. Generally, all I do is So this crap. is me. These are my feet on the back of the boat here. And these are lemon sharks. This is, this is all the sharks right off the back of the boat. The lemon pie. It is. Lemon yeah. party, right? I'm surprised Michael and Gavin didn't, <laughs> a like, compressed, sorry. do the fake push on your back. No, no, we were not screwing around. Like They were not screwing around. It was a very, actually a really professional environment, and uh, I, I was just doing everything I could to not be in the way of everyone actually trying to work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we were just waiting yeah it gets pretty real out there. Like, you start talking about real sharks, and people are like, oh, yeah. yeah, shark, 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 and then you see them, and they're right there. And, and on the right second there, day, we, yeah. had, we had more people, so it was like an overcapacity yeah. sort of thing.
I'll, even, I'll post even it more on like staying out of the way. Twitter. Sorry, Eric. I sent it to you via message. I message so I compress the shit out of it. I'll post a uh, version on Twitter of that as well. But I feel like Luke was was excellent at keeping us on track too. Like we'd just be, yeah, because we're us. We'd just be like setting up for a shot, and then we just start like just shooting the shit. And Luke's like, "Oh, we were filming. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it." Well, mm-hmm. you know what. What people don't realize about working on the water is that, you know, you've got every element that you're not supposed to work in TV with, um, except children. Right. And, you know, you guys are kind of that. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> we have all that. You know, you're working with, you know, the environment, open water, you know, you guys were there on a beautiful, perfect Salt, day. I've yeah. been out there when it's just horrific and you're trying to amazing. get the job done. You're working with animals, you're working with tides, you're working with, you know, the visibility in the water, everything, and people not or actually getting seasick, you know, it's all these <laughs> things that, no, I mean, Not really, throwing up though. Yeah, I've been out there with talents and you're working with them for a while and they're fine for a while, then they go inside and have lunch, and then they come out and they're white and... You know, next thing you know, they're being sick and they can't shoot. So, yeah, I mean, it's you guys had a perfect day out there, but the reason we're on it is because when it's perfect, we've got to get the job done and get the yeah. shot done. You guys were great. Yeah, and it's, it, it was it's nice. an interesting combination of, you know, scientists and then production crews as well. Yeah. I think there was some skepticism too because we were showing up and we were like a digital YouTube crew as well. And there's this whole thing with scheduling this. I was trying to schedule my wedding. Uh, around this, but I didn't want to tell anybody about that because I knew the moment I said that everyone would freak out and Ashley was cool and we were trying to, but we were trying to nail down this shark dive date in the Bahamas and it kept moving because there was like other YouTube crews, I'll just say that, that were involved and it was just a nightmare of trying to get all this stuff scheduled and finally locked in like four weeks beforehand and I could tell when we got out there that Luke was like, we were from YouTube and he was like very skeptical of us at first and I remember after the first day you were like, this was actually like a real production crew that came out. I really, you know, we had a kind of a bonding moment because he didn't know what to expect from us and we didn't know what to expect from him. So I, We were out there, on that shoot, we were out there for seven days. I was shooting my Snapchat series, then with you guys, then with Mark Rober, then some other stuff and trying to fit it all around. I started with seven days to shoot one project. Mm-hmm. I ended up with seven days to shoot five. Wow. Um, so that's where I was like, okay, bring them out and let's just get the job done. Um, uh, so I and to be honest, we didn't have time to even figure out who you guys were before you came out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, cool, uh, bring him out. We'll give him great experience. We'll keep him safe. We'll get him back to shore. It's we'll get Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the uh, the other two is like, I mean, sharks don't have a call sheet. They don't, right. you don't know yeah. who's going to show up or if any sharks are going to show up at all. So it's it's. We were, I was talking with the crew and they said, yeah, sometimes we'll do stuff and it's like we'll be out here for four days. Hoping to get what you guys got in a single day. Oh, totally. Yeah. I was out there, um, this probably 10 years ago now, um, shot a commercial for Gillette. And it was a kind of interesting concept about, you know, cutting yourself underwater and sharks coming in, smelling a drop of blood. Actually, they use that trope in it, actually. It's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, we were out there, I think we scheduled for about seven or eight days of shooting. And we thought that that was a decent safety window. Um, We got like the edge of a hurricane came through and blew us up for a few days. And we got out there and there was no sharks. No sharks for like four or five days. All the executive producers were freaking out. I had one guy go back to land, call up a bunch of people from universities, come back out to sea and tell me everything that I was doing wrong about attracting sharks. Yeah, he was an overnight expert, complete dick. Um, (laughs) But There's a lot of those. it, it It was just how that type of shoot happens sometimes. You get skunked and you get bad yeah. weather. And everything came together on the very last day and not a word of a lie. Um, we got the shoot done in its entirety in about 40 minutes on the yeah. very last day of the shoot. Which had to work a just week. everything aligned. We got the animals, minutes. we got everything, and it was great. Yep. And, and it won a bunch of awards, and it was fantastic. But what goes into doing these open ocean and environment-styled <laughs> shoots is just incredible. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah and you were, I mean, your divers like Moondog, as soon as, like, they could see some of the shapes in the water, they were down, they were gear oh, yeah. up and we're down right. in the water right away. Yeah, and, and you know, we're down there to give them some food, keep them around, because um, mm -hmm. we know that inevitably things take longer than you want. That's a crazy thing, it's, and I feel okay talking about this, because it's been a while since I've been on the show, uh, but that was one of the things I asked the crew on The Amazing Race, because they go to so many different places, and for one of our episodes, we went to this uh, top of the mountain in the Southern Alps in France, and the next day as we were leaving, it was we were worried we weren't going to leave because the blizzard was coming in. And I made a comment to one of the crew. I said, well, it's luckily, luckily the blizzard didn't hit yesterday when we were on the top of the mountain because then that would have been a lot tougher. And he just – it was almost like they don't talk about it, but he told me that they have this incredible – lucky streak of never having to cancel and you think about stuff that mm. they do say like they go to all these random locations weather all that they never have to cancel anything he said they've had to rearrange one shoot one time they always have a contingency plan for something else but in 28 seasons they've only had to reschedule one time because of like a monsoon in southeast asia that's crazy. Or something like that. yeah that's amazing it's pretty crazy it's like a kind of like a, a perfect like Pitching in a no hitter and like they just don't talk yeah, about no it. I feel like they shouldn't have said anything to you. They don't either. want to jinx it. <laughs> yeah, no. knock on wood for them. They, they, they had just had their blizzard, so maybe they were feeling safe. Yeah. Uh, after that one, so. Yeah, that's a that's a crazy record. It's yeah. Amazing. But same kind of. It's like I have so much respect for that crew because, you know, they go all over the world, all these different conditions, and these massive field cameras, like mm. those massive news field cameras. And they, they run. Have. They run backwards, you know. And it's like, and they they we we were got in shape to do it. And then when we were running down the street in Columbia and our camera guy goes, where are you going? I said, we're going to go two, two blocks down, take a right. He goes, I'll see you down there. And he just takes his camera, puts it down like this and just pew, puts in a different gear that we just don't have and takes off and he meets us down at that corner as we turn the corner instead to of, get the shot. Instead of running backwards, why doesn't he mount the camera backwards and just have a viewfinder Ooh. in front of him? Dude, I don't, why don't they get SLRs? I mean, or, you know, they're, right, I mean, yeah. they're working with these massive 40 pound field cameras. Your crew's the same way. It's like, you know, that's, it's their element. It's like everybody yeah. out there knew their job was like. Dedicated to it. It's like oh, we had that. I felt completely. Guy. They felt completely trustworthy at every moment to me. Yeah, the guy with the underwater camera was it like Tom. 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 What a legend that guy was. Mm -hmm. That guy's a champion. What would he do? It just like the coolest, like really quiet sort of like funny, and he got all these amazing underwater. He was just an underwater cameraman. He's a he's an underwater cameraman, and he's like the most interesting man in the world. Oh, yeah, really? he's, <laughs> he's in his fifties. Looks like he's in his thirties. Is he? Yeah, he's, I couldn't. I couldn't have guessed that guy's age yeah, in ten years. He, he runs marathons. He's fit as hell. He's been like marooned on an island for a month and had to live <laughs> off wow. of like bird eggs and stuff. Like oh, he's God. he's been all over the world. He's one of these guys. He won't tell you anything, but then if you ask him something, he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I did that once. Had this one experience That's where I found story. like." Treasure or something is is pretty incredible. Yeah, I'm 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 a huge camera nerd, so I was just watching him assemble his like shoving his red camera. He like yeah. there was an issue with his, so he had to take something off someone else's red and shove it in on his, and then put that in the housing. And I was just asking him questions about his kit. Mm. Fascinating. Stuff. How hard was your dick? Hey, uh, it was alright. I'm a like fourth generation dick, so it's floppy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's domesticated there, now. <laughs> there, was, there was a moment though. There was a moment when the, uh, a kind of a generic harmless conversation got really serious where it was we had to do a test dive michael and gavin had to show you demonstrate to you they went to training this is all on the show they had to go to training to be certified in scuba diving but then luke what you wanted to make sure like you actually communicated with the instructors beforehand told Correct. them specific skills you wanted them to have yep. and then we had a the when we first showed up we did a test dive in another part which is really cool it was a shipwreck and everything anyway after we got up from that dive michael made the call like a really offhand <laughs> comment where he goes he goes you guys ever find buried treasure out here or anything like that? And everybody in the crew got really serious and they were just like, 
Why do you ask that? And yeah. it's like, do they know where treasure is? I was like, <laughs> does this crew actually know where treasure is? Because they all got like really serious about it. There's some treasure to be found out there for sure. Good. No kidding. Yeah. You have to get salvage rights and that's oh, a whole wow. big thing. But yeah, people who know about it don't talk about it that much. You have to pay yeah, tax on found treasure. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and it actually comes down to who owns it. So if you're talking about Spanish galleon treasure, um, it's often the case that the, the Spanish government will claim it. Um, really? Yeah. From they'll say, they'll say yeah, it's, it's that's, ours. That's and, crazy. And they'll, want, they'll have a claim to it as, I think it's called a national, national title or something. Um, so why would you ever report 500 years ago? Well, that, well, the problem is you could not report it, but then if you don't have the provenance of being able to say it was from this shipwreck, then it's worth like a twentieth of what it's worth it. in, it needs in to the be real world. From like, right. So if also, you where are you going to convert it? You got a double I mean, guy that melt it down, make gold ingots out of it. Well, then it loses all its all its, it's monetary value. Then it's gold. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, but it's more valuable. A, a being gold what coin off a Spanish galleon is worth gold. a lot more than the same equivalent weight. Um, so so, yeah. so gold is worth more than its weight in gold when it's nice. when it's crushed into a really old penny. Yeah. Very cool. Is there? Yeah. Any movie that's out there that is actually accurate with sharks where you saw it or treasure hunting? Because I was thinking there was a um, the James Conn movie, I think, with maybe Jessica Alba in it where they're oh, like yeah. getting oh, treasure. Was... They had to find a cannon that had or something that had the name mm. of the ship on it and then it was theirs. That's what I remember from that movie. But is there like anything? Uh, sharks, what, there's a lot of misconceptions what, about sharks. What about Deep any? Blue Sea? The shark turned the oven on. When <laughs> I actually love that in movie. <laughs> of all the schlocky, silly movies, that is fantastic. That movie's, that like, movie's so bad backwards. it's good. Well, yeah, but I, it, I love the concept of it. It's like they're not trying to say that sharks are like these monsters that, you know, there's this shark that's just gone rogue and it's going to come and eat you and everything else. They're saying, hey, we're taking this predator and we're increasing its capacity, we're making its brain bigger and doing everything, and then they get fucking eaten. That's awesome. <laughs> and I just love how everybody in that movie dies. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone who, you know, traditionally death. wouldn't... The Sa hot chick. Samuel Jackson's Nailed. got his arm Samuel Jackson. Nailed, ripped, yeah. ripped off. Spoiler for well, a 25-year-old movie. Great. Does LL Cool J die? Doesn't he survive? He makes it. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's the one guy who makes it. He gets, he gets out of the oven. His character dies, trope. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the tough shark guy, dead. It's awesome. <laughs> I love that the guy who's giving the big rousing speech gets killed right in the middle of the rousing speech in the most ridiculous possible way, too. So there's nothing that comes to mind for, like, an accurate shark movie. Documentaries. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, no, they all, all focus on, like, one. massive, like, larger-than-possible sharks. Yeah, I mean, you got to um, play off of people's terror, right? I mean, if... You could look at some of the things like, uh, uh, like the wreck of uh, what is it, Indianapolis, where a bunch of people got. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah hit that by. was. The... So that's pretty real. I mean, yeah. that that happened. <clears throat> that wasn't really playing off of sharks being monsters. That was just a, that was a real scenario that happened. You know, well, I saw terrific. a Navy U.S. Navy training film where they were training the, uh, like they had life rafts and they were training as the sharks approached. They would slap the water with mm -hmm. oars to scare the sharks away, and that's the advice they were giving. Whereas you were like, do not make any sounds on the top of the water or struggling sounds. Uh, different, different scenarios, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're, if you're creating a, um, an attraction to the shark, which could be frantic splashing around, you know, you're bringing the shark up to look. In that particular case, you're talking about, you know, a very dynamic environment that's probably full of blood and guts and gore and yeah. chum, you know, human bodies and stuff that's floating around. Um, yeah, at that point, the sharks are just switched on. They're going to bite anything. So, you know, slap the water with oars, hit the sharks in the head, whatever you can do to get them away. Dude, Trick. I was, the my nightmare is that clip of the shark. I don't know what kind of shark it is. It's just gnawing on a pontoon boat, 
and then you see the pontoon like deflate. Oh, and it's just like, <laughs> holy God, I would just be so, so worried at that point. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big ninny. My one of my favorite clips of all time is the lady who was in Washington State. I think she was in like Puget Sound. And she calls nine one one on a whale. Have you seen that? Yeah. She panics. What, was it? I think was it in Puget Sound or was it like Southern California? That was like San Diego or something. I want to say it was Pacific Northwest, but it does. It was definitely. Oh no, you're right. You're right. It was, like yeah. a, a middle aged American lady, and she's calling nine one one, and the dad is like trying to get to everyone what? to appreciate the whale is right there. And every you can, none of them are on camera, but you hear them off camera freaking out. And this lady starts calling nine one one. What is she asking them to do? She's like, "Yes, we're here, blah blah blah." And there's three whales under our boat, and they're not leaving. And everyone's like, "What do you want nine one one to do?" They're the land police. They're not the sea police. You're in the water. There's whales. Call the coast guard, dummy. What's the number for the coast guard? Hey, did you did you see the real quick? Did you see the recent discovery of the four hundred year old shark or something? I saw a clip of it. I think they determined how old the shark was. It, it wasn't that the shark was new. Oh, but, okay. Uh, it was new to science that they were able to date how old the actual shark was. Yeah, that thing wow. looks amazing. That was a Greenland shark, right? I want to say it was like up north, like yeah, it's Arctic. A Greenland shark. Yeah. Is that what it was? How mm -hmm. old yeah. could they get? I think that's the oldest it's been recorded. Wow. Yeah. So wow, that's you know, amazing. We don't know the answer. To that we're, yet, we're the wrong species. Absolutely incredible. You're looking at an animal with a very slow metabolism, lives in very cold water. Um, it doesn't have a lot of predators. Um, yeah, yeah, and able to live for a very, very long time. Lucky guy. Yeah, so it's lucky the humans had t trouble sailing up in that part of the world for a very long time. <laughs> right. So you're talking about a shark that was probably born not that long after Christopher Columbus landed in North America. He probably sank a couple of those Incredible Spanish galleons. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to, wow. to put in perspective of like human history. Yeah, it's uh, eaten a lot of walrus and seal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me read this thing. Uh, Reminder: everyone, this episode of the Receipt Podcast is also brought to you by Honey, the easiest way to save money when you're shopping online. Online shopping before Honey was stressful. Uh, seeing the promo code box at checkout stressed me out. I'm sure it stresses everyone out. Uh, should I type something in there? Is there a code? Uh, so knowing there could be a discount out there made me worry about overpaying every time I shopped online. Thankfully, there's Honey. It's a free browser extension that scans the internet for coupon codes. Then, like magic, it automatically applies the best one to your cart at checkout. Honey will find you every coupon code, sale, or discount on over 20,000 sites, including Amazon, eBay, AliExpress, Razor, Newegg, more. I like how easy it is uh, to use Honey. No more trying to do searches, no more copy-pasting, plus it's super easy to install, absolutely great, love it. Uh, Honey is for everyone because it works practically anything you buy online, and downloading it's easy, only takes two clicks to install. Uh, look, there's no reason not to download Honey, it's free to use and easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. Never overthink about the promo code box again. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com rooster. That's joinhoney.com rooster. Uh, thanks again to Honey for sponsoring this episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast. Um, so, one of the things that we've been fascinated by here, I don't know, you, you said, uh, we, we talk about social media a lot, and we've been kind of fascinated with TikTok mm. and, and the rise <laughs> of TikTok in, uh, Have we? in social media where circles. Go, where, where are you Some going with this? Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. The company that makes TikTok oh. is making their own mobile phone. Okay. It's like, I don't see how you make that leap. It's like they're a software platform. It should be called TikTok, but spelled T-A-L-K. <laughs> no. That's good. I think that's really good. I shouldn't have said that out loud. They're gonna steal my ideas. I mean, Facebook. No, probably not. Time, right? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's not like anybody really use it. I feel like well, it no, take off. Crap idea. But. Yeah, Amazon did the same thing, and talk, talk, talk. they abandoned it in less than a year. Maybe like Instagram making a camera. I, I guess so. I kind of like that though. How would buy it? Yeah, that seems, that seems <laughs> interesting. Yeah, you can hit a button and it go immediately to your account. Well, that branding makes like sense. Any other one? But a tick TikTok making a phone, I don't understand the. 
branding correlation. Other than it's an app on your phone. Yeah. Oh, TikTok comes pre-installed on this phone. <laughs> well, if they're, if they're also making it with, it doesn't need an app store, and it has a specific set of, you know, functions that are going to be relevant to the TikTok audience. Like, w would it be amazing <clears throat> to hear that the TikTok phone doesn't have any voice call features? Oh, that, it's just like that, a TikTok outlet? Yeah, it's, or it's just like, it just has messaging, it just has TikTok on it. But does, is that a phone? I don't know. That's yeah. a good question, what, right? What, what if you got like now? special exclusive filters or features on the TikTok phone you couldn't get in the TikTok app if you didn't have the phone? But it's fair to say 13 years old, you might start using TikTok, maybe even younger. And if like you buy your first phone and the kid's like, I want a TikTok phone, I want a TikTok phone. Parents, parents are going to be buying their kid a phone. They'll probably do that. And if they can make it cheaper than yeah, like but an iPhone or, uh, you know. I don't think the actual phone. like telephone part of a phone is the most dangerous part anymore. Not dangerous, just not necessary. Sure. So why not it. just eliminate yeah. it? And if they don't have to have like a service network, try to think about this. I don't know. It's just it, I could see it. I could see them doing something different. They probably won't. They'll probably just you know license Slap it, it to onto mobile a, carriers, yeah, existing, yeah. yeah, or something like that. Someone in chat said Instagram did make a camera, but I have never heard of that before. Oh, did they? I don't. Yeah, Instagram. I know that camera. the um, they made Instagram sunglasses. No, they made Snapchat. Snapchat sunglasses, Snapchat, yeah. sunglasses they made. Yeah. What were they called again? Spectacles. I kind of like am upset like the AR stuff. Next time it comes around, like the the Google Glass stuff, I hope we don't goof on it so much next time because if we can all get actually that technology to the point where we have in our everyday life, that would be fucking, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I think the the tech isn't still there; it's still too bulky and limited. But neither is VR. I think that you're right, but I think that we've seen really good advances. I think the the newer iterations of Hololens have fixed mm -hmm. a lot of that, and I think it's, maybe it's still not quite there, but maybe in the next. Four or five years, then we'll get to a point where you could actually use it in everyday also, application. Also, being a mainstream consumer product can really evolve the technology quickly. You go back ten years; it's amazing what phones were like ten years ago. Oh, yeah. They were they were garbage. I mean, smartphones aren't even like what eight years old. Uh, well, the iPhone came out in 07. Yeah, I mean, you can go back to like stuff like Palm Pilots and things like that, but that was like mid two thousands, early two thousand. Blackberries, nineties. I wanted a Palm Pilot so bad. Blackberry, they were so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. They had to like you had to learn a whole like writing language yeah. for it. It's, it's like these little glyphs in order to be able to write on your Palm Pilot. Luke, we're very old. So <laughs> <laughs> there was a thing recently, a meme that was going around where they had a bunch of different cell phones, and there was like pick the one. I think I saw you respond to it. Like pick what your first phone was. Oh, mine was a. Mine wasn't on there. Mine wasn't on there either. Yeah, it was just like. Earlier than all of them? No, mine was, they, they had ones that were like the brick car oh. phones from the mm. 80s. Mine was a Nokia 3210. Mine was an LG uh, flip phone. Yeah. Mine like had a bag. <laughs> what was the? Mine had a car. It had, it, 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 yeah. it, it had a bag with an antenna and it was all battery. It weighed about seven pounds. My dad had a car phone and I remember at the time thinking how cool that was. That, no, it was yeah. cool. I wasn't yeah. allowed to play with it. Anytime I'd pick it up, Me I'd neither. get yelled at. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, and I always I like found... pretend to be on the phone in the car. Oh. Something amazing. My dad. Um, when I was really young, he he got a new car and it was the first car I'd ever seen where you could control the volume from the steering wheel. Mm. And he would just lie and be like, "Look, you just do this, and it turns the volume <laughs> up." But he was secretly like turning up the volume. And now BMW has a feature where you can do this with your hand and it turns the volume up. Oh, I do that. It really, I, I do that kind of stuff to my kids all the time. Yeah. I know I hate to lie to them, but it's so funny. Like we'll be walking through the uh, car parking lot. <laughs> And I have my remote for my car in my hand. If you double tap the back of the trunk button, it opens the trunk. But we'll be about 40 feet away from the car, and I'll go, vehicle, open trunk. And then I just hit the button, and it opens. 
And so next time, like, Teddy, just tell the car to open next time we're out somewhere. And he'll, like, be sitting there yelling at the car, <laughs> vehicle, open. He has to copy your voice. He has to sound like you. <laughs> he gives up almost immediately. Yeah, and I'm, I do I'm, this sure, time, though. I'm sure that'll be a real thing. Eventually, yeah, talking mm -hmm. to your car will be a thing. Or talking to your phone to talk to the car. Or we'll reach a part where nobody goes to the grocery store anymore because it's all service-based everywhere. Is that in your world? In Austin, we have all these test services for, like, every possible delivery service you could imagine. Like, I'd actually like to have that. I, I live in Bend, Oregon, and we don't... We're just starting to get... Like, we just got Uber last year. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's an nice. idyllic little mountain town, but it's only, like, 100,000 people, I, so it's, I, it's not a lot there. I saw a story in Bend, Oregon. Yeah. Uh, just resort earlier, town. earlier today, <clears throat> this kid, this teenage kid, was running away from the police... I think he was shoplifting oh, or something. Trash can kid? Yeah, and he hid in a trash can. Yeah, like there was a, like a family's trash can out in front, and you can see like they have home security camera. You see this kid running by and just hops in a trash can. And the person who uploaded it wrote, "The trash can was full of dirty diapers and cat litter." <laughs> oh, he was in there thirty minutes. The kid hides in there thirty minutes. Like after he hops in, like ten seconds later, a police officer comes by. He's like asking other kids, "Like where'd that kid run off to? Where'd he, where'd he go?" <laughs> kid hides in there for thirty minutes and then Yuck. hops out. And you can see on his back, he's like sweaty. Oh, that's a it's a kind of town where. People get really upset that their cars get broken into because they left it unlocked overnight. Right. <laughs> you know, people still leave their doors open. It's not. It's kind of that that world that's starting to catch up, and uh -huh. it's unfortunate. But you know, I'd like to have food delivery service. That'd yeah, be nice. It's, it's nice. Pre it's pretty nuts here. It's like it, there's something for everything. That we also have those. You probably don't have those uh, electric scooters littering the. No, streets, we've though. kept them out. <sighs> and, uh, You're so and lucky. I'd actually. Oh. It's one of those things where it'd be fun to have, but I'd be over immediately yeah. because yeah. we're a tourist town. So tourists would come in and they just they trash them and, and they run into each other, and it's a small town all over the thing. streets. It's actually a good thing if it you know eliminates vehicles on the road. And I try to be objective about it. It's just that it's not the scooters; it's the people because they're, they just they, they throw just them everywhere. Jump them on the side, like yeah, yeah. Like the file of them straight out here. Yeah, you walk out on the way in. If you think it's bad here, go to Nashville. Because that is like yeah. a super tourist town. People are just like diagonally driving in the streets, going down the wrong way on one way streets, going all the like it's insane. I saw a video today of a guy riding one of those scooters on the freeway in Dallas. <laughs> oh yep. my god! And then like he's in the in the far left lane. In the left lane, yeah. And then like the he's like looking, checking his blind spot. Then he goes over across all lanes of traffic to exit. And the guy recording Excellent. him is driving too. It's just like everyone's doing that wrong. Every, every, no one's doing anything right in that video. But the, yeah, the, I, I can't imagine thinking, yeah, this thing that goes at most 15 miles an hour, getting up on the freeway <laughs> with like multi ton vehicles zooming around me. What a fool. We're getting kind of close in here. I want to talk about one more thing that I'm doing tomorrow. Um, for those of you who are familiar with VidCon or the Vlog Brothers, I'm going to be having a night on stage tomorrow with Hank Green uh, to celebrate the uh, release of the paperback edition of his novel. Uh, and the cool thing about it is it's here in Austin. I'm actually not sure if there's tickets left still available for the live event, but it's going to be in partnership with Alamo Drafthouse, and it's going to be simulcast to, uh, I think, almost every city where Alamo has a theater. So I don't know all those cities off the top of my head right now, but if you can go, if you live in a city that has an Alamo Drafthouse, uh, and you want to see an evening with Bernie Burns and Hank Green, uh, check your local uh, Alamo uh, listings, or you can check uh, drafthouse.com. Yeah, that what that's it. Yeah, drafthouse.com. Mm -hmm. They had alamodrafthouse.com for a while, but then I think they finally bought Drafthouse. Yeah, that was a while ago. Drafthouse.com. So, that's yeah. tomorrow night. That's cool. We can do a tour? We, we should do a tour. I mean, I feel, 
because we talked about this before. Because uh, Grace and Mamrie are doing a tour for their podcast. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, jeal- I'm thing, jealous. I'm doing this thing tomorrow, and I'm thinking it's like, should we do a podcast tour? Was that is that something you think people would like? Barbara immediately like checks her phone of like I'm. Can't go to this. <laughs> uh, I would like to. <laughs> you want to be gone like another night a week? Barbara uh, goes to what? so many conventions in the summer. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Well, I was just looking to see where they were at next. I think they're in, you said Seattle this weekend? I don't know where they are this weekend. They just did you, Phoenix. I think you can check like Grace's Twitter, right? I, I would love, yeah, you can check Grace's Grace Twitter. Should we, um, what do you think? Should we can do we, can we get like a I would love idea. to do a tour. The, the, everything yeah. they post about those live events Eric, is really fun. Make us a tour bus. Okay, where do you want to go? Everywhere! Destin, Florida! <laughs> and then the Bahamas again. We want to relive our bus right. trip there. No, well, I mean, the Team Hunter guys did uh, the Australian tour. Yeah, we did. And that did really, really well, right? Bend, Bend, Oregon. Great time. It was class. Bend, Oregon. Yeah, come on up. We can hide in trash cans. Yeah. We can hide in the trash cans. We'll take a snowboarding. It'll be fun. You think if we did a tour, people would come, people buy tickets, people would come see us on tour? Wow, you're I the fucking it, producer of the show. No, I'm saying, I'm where saying is like, your optimism? I want to no, that that's I'm I'm asking a question. Like if He's people if people really think that, let us know because <laughs> if I can take that and go, hey, let's do this, and we have backing, then like let's make it happen. Well, Jesus, Eric, you sound so enthusiastic. I, mean, I don't know how I'm not buying a ticket right now. And free uh, stay with a smile, for everyone. Hey, Buy Eric, a you think we, you, we can do that? Store. Yeah, let's hey, do there it. we go. Let's do it. All right, well, don't forget, also, uh, the Immersion episode, Immersion Shark Week, is going to be on Discovery Channel this Saturday, August 3rd, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Check your local listings. Also, just go ahead and program it into your DVR, if you can. Just do it right now. I did that uh, last night. I looked it up and programmed it. Because that counts. Go over to your friend's house and your parent's house and your uncle's house and all that stuff. Program it into their DVR as well. Why not? It's always fun to practice that kind of a thing. Everyone's saying yes, we would go on tour. If everybody watches the Discovery Channel episode of Immersion, we will we'll do a tour. How long of a tour are we going to do? Like I a guarantee six, it. six-month tour? No, fuck you. <laughs> six-month world tour? Let's do uh, all 50 states, 50 weeks. Well, let's let's not go crazy with the promising. <laughs> let's not go crazy. Let's do... I can't wait to go to Alaska. Houston. <laughs> like someone close. Houston, Dallas, Houston, San, San Antonio. Antonio. <laughs> Texas tour. Start with stage four and work our way in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> It would be fun. I, I think I would enjoy that. We should we should look into doing that. Is Ten too many? Hmm? That seems like a lot. That's a lot. We'll figure it out. Eight. We'll figure it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see how many Grace is doing. Right? I mean, we, she's she's they're obviously I doing say it. They're doing... I like your opinion here. Is like if Grace can do it, we can do it. Well, I no, I want to see. Like she's got it figured out, right? She already did the. They do a bunch of live shows. She like, did the leg work. I'll I'll just bleach off of her. <laughs> <laughs> we know uh, her for a reason. I can't find it. I see it here on her Twitter. I don't see I don't see all the dates. Oh well. But check out her Twitter. Luke, yeah. any other shows that you want to talk about that are gonna be on Discovery for Shark Week this week? Uh not of mine. Okay. I, I, I've got the one with you guys. Uh, the Mark Rover thing's on. Got my uh, Snapchat series if they want to check out Shark Week on Shark Week on Snapchat. MC Hamhead, um, which is a recent video you uh, put Yeah, we put that one up. I think that's on Discovery Goes uh, YouTube and Discovery Goes channel. Um, MC Hammerhead. Yeah, and where can people there. find you on social media? Uh, I suck at social media. so um, I'm, a, but I'm a follower of your Instagram. I are you are? I Thank disagree. you. You're one of the few. Um, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because uh, the people I work for have kept telling me I need to do better on social media. So I'm going to try. Um, <laughs> they can find me at Luke Tipple on Instagram. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. It's just one of the things I love about Luke, too, is like when he talks about his entertainment career. Scientist first. And we just talk about, well, how'd you get started? And he goes, well, I was, I was a science consultant. And then... 
they eventually just started pointing the camera at me and told me I had Pretty to be on camera. And, and then like, I was hosting game shows and doing all kinds of weird that's stuff. Right. That's so. how I started here at Rishi too. <laughs> yeah, she was her <laughs> science. Uh, I've been very fortunate to have fun along the way. So. Yeah, well, yeah. I got to say, thanks again to you and your crew for keeping us safe while we were out there. Clearly, everyone survived. You'll have to tune in to see exactly how close we came to not surviving, though. But thank you, Luke, and thanks for coming out. Yeah, thanks, 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 thanks everybody Bye. for watching. Bye. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, Bye. everybody. Watch the show August 3rd.